Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 26. In this episode, we are covering chapters 4, 5, and 6 from the book Six of Crows. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry. From Nashville, Tennessee, this is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the wonderful Lee Bardugo. Moisavayenyi, casters! Hello! Hey, girl! Hey, girl! Well, let's get right to it. Let's say thank you to all our wonderful listeners. So we've got some listeners from where, girl? Longmont, Colorado. And La Chapelle de Fougarets, France. And Pocono Summit in Pennsylvania. And I am so sorry if I completely butchered that name, but I am trying. So (laughs) how did I do, girl? You, you tried did, to. You, you did pretty good. How do you actually say it? You Fugere. say Fugere. Fugere. Okay. <laughs> well, I went for Fugeretz. Well, it's close. <laughs> it is. And you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we, we love you. you. <laughs> we do. We're just those silly Americans that completely. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're those silly Americans that wander around and just like butcher all French names and all that but we love you so thank you so much for listening and it's yeah so how have you been so far how's your week been girl it's been okay um i it's been fairly eventful i um have done stuff around the house i ordered a new refrigerator that i'm very excited about um you know the things you get excited about when you're an adult um i have a fun margarita story which I, I'm sorry, I, I swear I don't just sit around and drink margaritas all the time. <laughs> From your Instagram, it looks <laughs> like you do. So, thank you so much. So Love you. <laughs> so I ordered Mexican food and I said I want one peach margarita. One. One peach margarita. And I go to pick up my food and there is no peach margarita. And I say, hello, where is my peach margarita? And they say, hold please. And I held and held and held and held and nothing and nothing. And they walk by. What are you waiting on? Um, For 30 minutes, I would like my peach margarita. And so finally, somebody comes up to me with four pitchers <laughs> of, mar- of peach margarita. And I'm staring at her. And she's like, how many did you want? And I said, one regular <laughs> margarita. <laughs> and she goes, "Um, well, we made a mistake. Here you go. Oh, my God. So I put That's- them all in the freezer. <laughs> and I swear I haven't had one in a week. I, the last one I had was last week, and I just like right before this started, put one in the blender and made a little frozen margarita deliciousness. That's hilarious. But yes, oh my God. <laughs> um, and I don't think I've said this yet. We got a new cat, so there's a new member of my family. Aww. Um, he is super precious. He's the weirdest cat ever. I put him in a little harness, and we go on car rides. Um, yeah, he's special and I love him. What a sweet thing. That's awesome. Yes, What's his name? His name is Chuck Walla. Ooh. Um, I did not name him that. The, um, it's actually, it was my son's birthday present. Um, the, the, uh, shelter named him that and I went to look it up and apparently it's some sort of lizard. Oh, um, okay. So I call him everything except for that. I call him Chuckadoo or, um, Wally or chuckles um 
but uh but yeah he's sweet and i'm very happy to have another member of the family wandering around that's so sweet i'm so happy for you animals are amazing yes and if i'm not mistaken it's one of your kids like little buddies too right yeah it was rylan's 16th birthday present oh rylan so deserves that he does we've been talking about um uh having more responsibility and proving himself so that he could you know learn to drive and have a little more time when this whole thing ends you know to have a little more responsibility and be able to do things with his friends and whatnot so i figured that was a good way because he loves animals um so, you know, he's helping, he's taking care of the cat. It's, it's all his responsibility. It's a good way for him to prove himself, but also have a little snuggle buddy. That's awesome. Yes. Aww. Oh, oh right. I'm happy for Rylan. He's, he's grown up into such an amazing little young man. And oh, I'm he just, has. he really has. It, I'm, I'm so proud of him. I love him so much. So I can't wait till all this stuff is over. We can finally do this normally where you guys can come over <laughs> know, and we can uh, do this in the studio and I can see you and can I see him? Oh, and by the way, one of your birthday presents came in the mail ooh, today. I'm excited. Girl, I'm so excited. I can't wait for your other I'm one. But your excited. other one Yeah, but your other one is taking forever. It says it's shipped, but it says it's still not gonna be here until like June first or June twenty fourth. Wow. And I just yeah, but the other one you're gonna love. Well, this both of them you're gonna love. I, I, I'm sorry to say this, but um, Mr. Man out there, <laughs> I got you this time. I'm just gonna say, not that this is a competition or anything, but you know, I am her best friend. I work hard at this, and yes, I am definitely flipping my collar right now with this <laughs> grin, like, uh huh, come get me. Well, he we we had a good laugh about it actually because he bought me a yard tool. It's like a it's a mower weed whacker combination kind of thing. And um, for his birthday before, I had bought him a um, an Instapot. So we uh, we got a good laugh at uh, our gender norms or our lack of gender norms. Well, that is great because, girl, <laughs> I will never be buying you a kitchen appliance or anything uh-uh, that uh-uh. is not ever. Ever anything I will think about getting you. That is so offensive to me. (laughs) It's offensive to me. I love like I love that other people want them as gifts, but like I no, I don't. Yeah. So as long as he keeps buying you those like manly butch Mm -hmm. things that like you do need around the house, that's fine because none of that is coming from me. Love you, (laughs) but Uh -uh. like no. Uh uh. Oh my god, we had we had a leak. It was so weird. We got all this rain. I can't, I think it was last week. I don't know. We had all this rain coming in. And um, anyways, throughout all of a sudden, like this afternoon, we heard this beeping and we, it was Chris and I, we heard this beeping and we like, we're like, where the hell is that coming from? And like, we've got so many devices around the house. Chris is this huge tech nerd. And I mean that in the nicest way because tech nerds are awesome so he's awesome i'm not being offensive and using that term um but he just he's got technology all over so everything is like hooked up to things so but the problem is is we're searching around for this beep and we can't find it and it starts like hiding where like you think you hear it over in this direction and then it sounds really far away so then we're going to that direction and then it's definitely not in that direction it's back to where it used to be so we can't find it 
Anyways, long story short, it was this water detector under the house. Oh, my God. Uh... So Mr. Man says, like, because it's like, you've got to go through, like, this pretty small hole. And he's like, I hate to do this to you, but I need you to come with me. And I was like, where? And he was like, under the house. And I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, I put, like, you know, how to put my bandana on, how to put my, like, overalls on. I you mean, gotta look I was cute. Re- and be I ready. Was cute. I was cute and ready. Um, I didn't do much except carry two towels. But um, <laughs> still, um, we got under the house and we fixed it. But it was so funny because, yes, that's where the beeping was coming from. It was, like, something under the house, like, if you hear a beeping under your house, it sounds like it's coming from everywhere. It's so weird. You just, you couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from i didn't even know that was a thing so well we've got like the where we live we do have like a lot of flooding and we had a problem with a lot of flooding like underneath the house so like we had that like completely redone actually like really redone where it's like nice so when you actually go under the house you're crawling on plastic like you're not crawling on the dirt or anything they covered it in like this plastic wrap thing where like it's all over it like you're not gonna get dirty going under there um so it's kind of cool it just lets you know if we have water leakage under there and we had so much water that yeah it did go off so anyways funny story but (laughs) we fixed it so um question what have you been watching have you had any time to be watching anything um, not really, because I've kind of gotten to a really good groove where I work a little bit and then work on the house and homeschool. I've gotten in like a really good routine, not really routine, but just in a good uh, place where I can balance everything. Um, so I yeah. haven't really been watching TV. Um, my partner and I have been watching The Mass Singer. Like we're kind of addicted to that. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Even though like we are old, so like we don't know half the people that are on there. We make terrible guesses. It's fun. Um, yeah. He's been watching Ozark, which he oh, really loves. I, yeah. I yeah. haven't started that yet. Is um, he on the new season? Do you know anything about it? Or did he, oh, he just finished start it. it? <laughs> he, okay, I haven't finished the last season that just came out yet. And I, I know what happens. Whatever. Um, so I haven't really been watching a lot. I go back and watch a lot of smut, like um, Love Island, which if y'all know what that is, you can completely come at me and you can make fun of me. And that's perfectly no fine. That. It's a no. bunch of like, people that think they're hot and they like i don't know make out and do things and tan and i don't Ugh. know why i like it so much it sounds terrible i'm explaining it girl <laughs> don't worry about it we but got it's like big brother and i love big brother yeah hey it's all whatever we enjoy i've i just finished the trilogy folk of the air which is by holly black which i was really excited because lee bardugo and her are like really good friends and i thought was really cool is like the last book of the trilogy which i realized actually came out around the exact same time that ninth house did last year and if you look at ninth house um like if you have like there's this big picture of the snake and it's there's this big picture of a snake on the last book the hardcover and also it's like the last book um the wicked king is i'm sorry the last book is um the queen of nothing is completely dedicated to lee so yeah it's cool it's really awesome i think you would like it um 
I didn't, I'm, I'm obsessed with fairies. I always have, but I didn't know what a story would be like about it. And it is incredible. It is a fairyland called Elfheim. And like, it is beautiful, sexy, like dangerous and dark. And it is all about just this land that it's a fairyland and it is so well done. But Anybody that knows me loves, I just love this. I love YA. I love uh-huh. <laughs> action and fiction and ma- anything to do with magic is me. Oh, yeah. So um, I I finished that, which is so good. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I really do. I, I just am absolutely adored. I, I loved it. I couldn't. Bl- I just it's really funny when you start reading a book and you didn't think you were going to like it that much. Oh, yeah. But I am. Um, totally totally gotten to it and now um what i am totally into which i've been holding on to this book for a while is the children of blood and bone really good book done by an amazing black author and it is done very well and i think there's I don't know. I thought it was really neat. I read a little bit of the back of the book where she was like, I wrote this book during a time where I was watching the news and so many black men were just being killed and slaughtered in the streets for no reason. And it's just really neat to read books where she's got an undertone of like a meaning behind it. And this book is very, it's all about magic, but it's just neat. And it's just cool. It's cool to see that. So anyways, um, yeah, so enough about that. Passover is over. Thank f- fucking God. Well, on that uh, note. <laughs> yeah. Happy Ramadan. Yes, happy Ramadan. It's That's the today. first day. Um, and I guess it depends on where you are. You could be already like in the first night where you're actually able to eat. So um, happy Ramadan. And I hope that it's a good time of prayer and reflection for you. Yes, that's wonderful. That's beautiful. What a beautiful holiday. It really is. So, so, and on that note, before I forget something, because I don't want to mention this at the end, we are getting very close to having Lee Bardugo on this podcast. Yes. Okay, peeps. So you cannot get upset if you haven't taken all our precautions and all of our suggestions to send us your ideas or questions. I don't, and I don't think I've said this before, But the best way to do that is to email us, okay? You need to email us questions and things like that. We can't go, unfortunately, it's just not going to be easy for us searching through all of our social media and stuff like that. I know some of you have, and I apologize. I would really appreciate if you just now went to info at grishacast.com and sent that to us, okay? Um, That way we can keep up with it. But we have got to reach back out to her very soon, and I don't know how quickly it's going to happen and whether they're going to want to know the questions we have in advance. So if you do, start working on that now. Yes. Um, Just a heads up, and that's it. Um, So we are going to So exciting, oh my gosh! I know. I can't believe that that's already here, but it is. <laughs> it is. Like, like, I mean, mid-May is right here. Um, and that's not when she's coming on, but that's just when we've got to start working on some stuff. So seriously, kids, if you've got some questions and want to do some stuff with that, I need you to work on it now. So Get we are going to go. with us. 
Yeah, which they are. There's no even question. Of course you guys are excited because you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you love everything about Lee like we do. So anyways, let's just jump in. So a recap, we just really started Six of Crows. We all noticed completely different writing style, different world as in like this is a different country. This is this is not really Ravka. This is Kirch. This is dark, smoky, dirty, industrial. Scary. Uh, yes. Um people I mean I there's a lot of just sneaky stuff going on. There's gangs. It's it's all about really just I mean this is the rough part of the neighborhood, honey. And which makes it so much cooler. It's so, the other side of the tracks. Yeah, but what's cool is we still have everything that just happened in Ravka. We've got Grisha that have fled here because of what happened in Ravka. So uh, a lot of the Darklings, Grisha have fled here. And there's Grisha everywhere. And the difference between this country is that they they can get in trouble and people can steal them. They're worth money. Now this isn't Ravka where they're adorned and people look up to them and want to crown them as saints and love them. This is more about like, let's get your power and use you. So very different, very different. And we've also come in contact with a drug. So that's what this is about. And Kaz Brecker, so far our lead character, has gotten a proposition proposition to, to on a heist to steal back Boyo um, Bayer, um, who is the inventor of um, Jirda Parem, to try to stop the manufacturing, or they really haven't specified why they they just want him. They haven't specified why why they what they want to do with the drug afterwards to to be honest i think it's just don't you think it's kind of sneaky like they haven't told him like why well they said they want to they want to stop it from getting into the wrong hands because especially with them turning lead into gold it would completely destroy the market but don't you feel like also it coming from who it came from that it's still kind of like sneaky oh absolutely like you can't trust anybody that's the reason why that's the reason they gave him but yeah, but one thing... Oh my god, guys, we learned something. Okay, so we were calling it Krug last time. It's called Krug. <laughs> um, is the name of the money. Um, and we... Yeah, I hope so, at least. That's what I heard. So, Krug. Um, what were you calling it last name? Krug? Krug. Because yeah. it's K-R-U-G-E. Yeah, Krug. And I think they're also is a term for it being plural but i can't remember that right now so anyways that was a good recap (laughs) that's where we are yeah so let's go on right into chapter four where we this chapter is dedicated to inej (laughs) um (laughs) we get introduced to the slat um and the slat is where is pretty much the dregs main base it a lot of them hang out there. Um, some of them live there. This is actually where Kaz lives. Kaz lives on the top floor. Um, him and his he has his office and where he sleeps. And Anej actually sleeps on the floor below him. And I guess this is happening just a couple hours after, or maybe just a couple minutes after 
that parlay. So everyone is talking about this parlay that just happened. Um, Kaz has sent Inej to go and do some of his dirty work, though. She ha- He has sent her to go and fire one of the card dealers called Rojak. Um, and he's pretty much butthurt. He starts talking back to Inej. And this is where we get to see some bomb-ass Inej. And this is why you're going to love her, Terry. Inej <laughs> is a bomb-ass. She uses her brass knuckles to shut him the F up. Yeah, she does. And, and send him on his way. And he does. So Kaz enters. Everyone congratulates Kaz when he enters. Um, just because, I mean, he did a good job. One note that I thought was really cool in here is that they said, but nobody pats him on the back because that's a good way to lose your hand. Did you catch that, Terry? I did. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That is like, interesting. I just, I just, I was like, cause you know, that's a very formal way of like greeting someone or just congratulating them. But like, everybody knows, do not pat that man on his back. Don't touch he, him. No, he is. Um, He yeah. will cut you. He will. Inej sees Kaz going to talk to Per Haskell. So her and her nosy little self, she decides she wants to hide behind a grate and eavesdrop to hear what's going on. So during this conversation, Kaz tells Per Haskell about the parlay, how that went on, and Big Bolliger. Big Bolliger. Um, I think I was calling him Big Bolliger last week. And I, I Yep, it is wrong. It is Big Bolliger. Um, per Haskell does not like that Kaz did that to Big Bolliger without talking to him first. I guess he feels like kind of overstepped. Um, I guess that wasn't something that was talked about before this parlay. Yeah, you got to tell um, the boss what's going on, man. Well, and then I kind of understand because Kaz goes into it and says, you know, you say anything. And there's such this great line. I wish I had remembered it. I mean, had it like highlighted. But he says, you know the Ketterdam or something is just like, I mean, it leaks, you know, it is a place where you say one thing, you might expect it not to get out, but it does no matter what. And I understand with a thing like that. Um, yeah. He wouldn't want you to know. It is kind of crazy that he didn't tell his boss boss, but I mean, big Bolliger really went behind their back. I mean, he did some pretty crappy stuff. I mean, by making sure that they didn't get their huge shipment of Jerda. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, for a trusted servant. So So the line is, this place is like anything in Ketterdam. It leaks. And Inej thinks yeah. that he's looking at her. Yeah. See, that's just, I mean, that's just, that's the world we're living in, guys. This ain't Ravka. You can't this trust is so... anybody. No. Um, and if you do trust someone, it probably has taken years and years of like them like doing some crazy stuff for you. Or it kills you. Yeah, that too. He also tells Per Haskell about a possible big job that we learned about. Yay. Here we go, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting to this big plot point. So Kaz finishes his conversation with Per Haskell and then walks upstairs to his office and bedroom with Inej. And Inej knows that he must be hurt because she notices that walking up and down those stairs on his bad leg must hurt. Now, I want to ask you, Terry, have we have we been told why his leg hurts no. yet? Okay, just making sure. No, Kaz is just like one big mystery. Yeah, he is. 
which is what makes him so cool. Okay, so we just haven't been known. We just know that he's got a bad leg as of right now. But she thinks he, but the reason she thinks that he likes walking up these stairs, even with his bad leg, is just because he likes his whole, the whole floor to himself. And I had to think, who wouldn't? Right. I mean, I would, I would love an entire floor to myself. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The privacy. That'd be no amazing. one hugging you. Mm, that'd be great. Yeah. So we get a little insight from Inej about her past here um, and how she used to work into a, in a brothel and it was called the Menagerie. And she has a tattoo that is, I'm guessing it like, I mean, that, I'm guessing it's like a tattoo that you have to get when you start working there, but um, it's on her left forearm that everybody seems to know is there, but she doesn't say anything. Um, And they make a comment about how she wears long sleeves all the time and things like that to make sure. Yeah, exactly. Which is just crazy. And this is getting us into our first long scene, but it's just so good. This is um our first scene. I'm going to be playing Kaz. I'm so excited. And <laughs> Terry is going to be playing Inej. So this is um so cool. I just, I love their interactions. I love them talking. Um, and so will you, Terry. I'm just saying. So um, remember, we are still far away. We want to be in our, in our studio. So no sound effects. Um, and by the way, real quickly, I'm sorry for all the craziness that maybe last week with the extra breathing and things like the mic problems that we had. We're really n- new to all of this. This is just <laughs> not easy, but hopefully it'll all be over soon and we will be able to get back into sounding normal. So um, Yeah, I'm I think not a professional. Got- I just pretend to be. Oh, girl, you is professional. Mm-mm. You just can't. Honey, I don't mistakes have- happen. Okay. <laughs> mistakes happen. Okay, so are you ready? Yes. Okay, so scene one, curtain up. I've got a job for you, Kaz said as he flipped through the previous day's figures. Each sheet would go into his memory with barely a glance. What would you say for four million Kruger? Money like that is more curse than gift. My little sully idealist, all you need is a full belly and an open road, he said, the mockery clear in his voice. And an easy heart, Kaz. That was the difficult part. Now he laughed outright as he walked through the door to his tiny bedroom. No hopes of that. I'd rather have the cash. Do you want the money or not? You're not in the business of gifts. What's the job? An impossible job. Near certain death. Terrible odds. But should we scrap it? He paused, fingers on the buttons of his waistcoat, his look distant, almost dreamy. It was rare that she heard such excitement in his raspy voice. Should we scrape it, she prompted. He grinned at her, his smile sudden and jarring as a thunderclap, his eyes the near black of bitter coffee. We'll be kings and queens, Inej, kings and queens. Hmm, she said noncommittally, pretending to examine one of her knives, determined to ignore that grin. Kaz was not a giddy boy smiling and making future plans with her. He was a dangerous player who was always working at Angle. Always, she reminded herself firmly. Inej kept her eyes averted, shuffling a stack of papers into a pile on the desk as Kaz stripped out of his vest and shirt. 
she wasn't sure if she was flattered or insulted that he didn't seem to give a second thought to her presence. How long will we be gone? she asked, darting a glance at him through the open doorway. He was corded muscle, scars, but only two tattoos. The, the dregs's crow and cup on his forearm, and above it a black R on his bicep. She'd never asked him what it meant. It was his hands that drew her attention as he shucked off his leather gloves and dipped a cloth in the wash basin. He only ever removed them in these chambers, and as far as she knew, only in front of her. Whatever affliction he might be hiding, she could see no sign of it, only slender locks picks fingers and a shiny rope of scar tissue from some long-ago street fight. A few weeks, maybe a month he said as he ran the wet cloth under his arms and the hard planes of his chest, water trickling down his torso. For saint's sake, Anesh thought as her cheeks heated. She'd lost most of her modesty during her time with the menagerie, but really, there were limits. What would Kaz say if she suddenly stripped down and started washing herself in front of him? He'd probably tell me not to drip on the desk, she thought with a scowl. A month, she said. Are you sure you should be leaving with the black tips so riled up? This is the right gamble. Speaking of which, round up Jesper and Muzzin. I want them here by dawn. And I'll need Wylan, waiting at the Crow Club tomorrow night. Wylan, if this is a big job... Just do it. Inej crossed her arms. One minute he made her blush, and the next he made her want to commit murder. Are you going to explain any of this? When we all meet... He shrugged on a fresh shirt, then hesitated as he fastened the collar. This isn't an assignment, Inej. It's a job for you to take or leave as you see fit. An alarm bell rang inside her. She endangered herself every day on the streets of the barrel. She'd murder for the dregs, stolen, brought down bad men and good, and Kaz had never hinted that any of the assignments were less than a command to be obeyed. This was the price she'd agreed to when Per Haskell had purchased her contract and liberated her from the menagerie. So what was different about this job? Kaz finished with his buttons, pulled on a charcoal waistcoat, and tossed her something. It flashed in the air and she caught it with one hand. When she opened her fist, she saw a massive ruby tie pin circled by golden laurel leaves. Fence it, Kaz said. Whose is it? Ours now. Whose was it? Kaz stayed quiet. He picked up his coat, using a brush to clean the dried mud from it. Someone who should have thought better before he had me jumped. Jumped? You you heard me. Someone got the drop on you? He looked at her and nodded once. Unease snaked through her and twisted into an anxious, rustling coil. No one got the better of Kaz. He was the toughest, scariest thing walking the alleys of the barrel. She relied on it. So did he. It won't happen again, he promised. Kaz pulled on a clean pair of gloves, snapped up his walking stick, and headed out the door. I'll be back in a few hours. Move the decapel we lifted from Van Eck's house to the vault. I think it's rolled up under my bed. Oh, and put in, put in an order for a new hat. Please. Kaz heaved a sigh as he braced himself for three painful flights of stairs. He looked over his shoulder and said, Please, my darling Inej, treasure of my heart, won't you do me the honor of acquiring me a new hat? Inej cast a meaningful glance at his cane. 
have a long trip down, she said, then leapt onto the banister, sliding from one flight to the next, slick as butter in a pan. End scene. End chapter. Boom. Boom. Sorry, that was just such a good... Not sorry. Not sorry. I say sorry a lot. Yeah, you do. That was... Well, that was such a good... I just love it. It's their first, like, interaction, like, together, peacefully, by themselves. Um, we're going to start to see their inner connection together. That's what's neat about this is just, like, I love watching how... So we're going to have, like, these six crows, and we're going to see their like connections to one another their relationships and it is so intriguing to me this entire time Inej and Kaz um they just have this really cool connection so um and we'll see and they're just they're badass badasses come on I mean yeah Kaz is such a badass I would give an arm and a leg for that walking cane can't you imagine (laughs) like wouldn't that be so cool? It would be. I saw like, somebody, there's a group that I'm in about um, like things that people find secondhand and somebody posted <clears throat> something that was like what I would imagine it to be, like where it came apart with like a a sword thing in it. Like it looked like with the crow or whatever, oh. but like it came apart with a sword in it. And I was like, oh my God, why couldn't I have found that? That's freaking awesome. But, That's so cool. I can't wait to see how it's duplicated in the show. Yeah, I just can't wait to see it. You know, that's gonna be something that they're gonna. That's gonna be like some of the merch they're gonna start selling. Oh, absolutely, they have to. I, I hope this show gets big and they do like a season two. You know how Netflix is; they've always got to see how like the first season goes to see whether they're gonna replicate yeah, it or not. Netflix is a little weird like that. Like stars, they just went ahead like with Outlander, they were like, okay, you get all of the books. There you go. Um and Netflix is always a little iffy. They're iffy. They like they have to see how it goes. I mean, for instance, like when we're t- talking about things like this, like I don't know how many of y'all out there saw the RuPaul show that came out. Um um it's not Ruby Red. She that's the name of her character. <laughs> AJ and the Queen. Yes. It was so good. I loved it. And they like actually had all this like stuff set up for how the show was going to continue, the storyline, and it got canceled. And it made me so mad. Um, it kind of made me realize that like there's just probably a lot of people out there that aren't probably all the lgbt watched it but like there's probably not a lot of other people that did and it just kind of reminded me that yeah we might be out in the spotlight lgbt might be out there trying to like get our rights and show that like we're on tv and things like that but yet at the same time we're still not i don't know Isn't i think alaska there's more show coming on does alaska have a netflix show yes, coming there was... really okay Sorry, went on a whole big thing. My mind did a thing. I'll look it up later. Not going to waste everybody's time. <laughs> well, no, because I know there's a thing on HBO coming out, but it's a mini series. Maybe it is, and that. I th- and it comes out this year. But Alaska's not in it. Oh well, it's it's a mini series, and it's got Sh- um, Shangela. Um, ooh, ooh. I can't remember names. <laughs> uh, it's a mini series and it's where they like go through America and like it looks oh Bob the drag queen and then the girl that's from Tennessee from like Buck Snort or something it's not Buck Snort but she's um Eureka 
Eureka. That's what it is. Okay. Um, it's on HBO and it comes out this week. It comes out this Thursday and um, it's just a mini series, but it looks good. Um, it's putting drag more on the spotlight, um, which definitely needs to be done. But I just, I was really, ho- I loved AJ and the queen. I mean, one RuPaul's amazing to see her like in drag and not just in drag, but to perform she performed in every single one of those episodes. And that is amazing to see because people are always putting down RuPaul for not being a good performer. Well, I asked those people, go watch AJ and the Queen and tell me that bitch can't, comp- can't perform, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Like, she knocked it out of the park. She can perform. She is our queen and she did it. She can stand up there and not do anything. And that is the reason she makes all that money. But she can perform. Girl can perform. Oh, frustrates me. Mm. Anyways, love y'all. Sorry, (laughs) went on a little tangent. And just RuPaul's amazing to me. People like to doubt her and people come up with so many crazy rumors about her because she's famous. They do that about everybody. Say that she's just this horrible person and such a bitch and like things like that. But then when you talk to like people like Alaska who actually like support her and understand, like, I mean, I don't know. I just, she's got a lot going on, but she's a human being that is constantly on camera and she's constantly doing these shows. She's all, and besides just those shows, she's coming up with new stuff, new music, all these things all the time. I mean, you cannot, I am not happy all 100% of the time. And I understand that's her job to be like nice and to be good in front of the camera. But we're talking about times that she's not off the camera that people are giving her slack for. Anyways, it's um, Circus of Books. What do you mean? The Alaska thing. It's the Circus of Books. So is that coming out on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Have they started filming it? Oh, yeah. It's done. I think it's like on now. Yeah. Watch now on Netflix. I think it's about his... Did you say it's on now? Yes. It's about his parents. It's not like about... (gasps) (laughs) What? Have you lost your mind? Me? What? No, I'm about to flip out. <laughs> there is a thing called Circus of Books on... Hold on. I'm sorry. Pause. <laughs> Nobody's pausing. But I've got to look this up right now. I don't even care if you hear my Netflix up. We're on. What's it called? 38 Circus minutes and of... 55 seconds. Circus of Books. Oh, my God. There it is. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay, I'm not going to start it and watch it with you guys. Sorry. Um, but, oh my god. Oh my god, 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 oh my god. That is what I'm watching after this. Okay, um, how do I make sure? Okay, turning it off. Thank you. Thanks, Siri. Sorry about that, y'all. Did you guys hear, like, did you guys actually hear it opening and everything? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Anyways, so let's move on into chapter five. (laughs) Welcome to our lives. Oh my God. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, That's going to be amazing. Okay. So back into the Grishaverse. Chapter five is about Kaz. 
So Kaz is our queen, um, king. So Kaz passes by the Emerald Palace, um, his rival's gambling den. Um, it's run by Pekka Rollins. Um, I find this next quote, I say, this is something interesting on our journey to discover who Jordy is, okay? Because I know you guys don't know who Jordy is. Um, I do, but I mean, I know you guys mm-hmm. don't. Um, so this is an interesting little snippet. It's a quote. Brick by brick, he muttered to himself. They were the only words that kept his rage in check. That prevented him from striding through the Emerald's garish golden green doors, demanding a private audience with Rollins and slitting his throat. Brick by brick, it was the promise that let him sleep at night, that drove him every day, that kept Geordie's ghost at bay, because a quick death was too good for Pekka Rollins. And I've got another quote, more insight into it. Here's the next quote. Despite the lies he'd spread and the claims he'd made to Giles tonight, Kaz wasn't a bastard. He wasn't even from Ketterdam. He'd been nine and Jordy 13 when they'd first arrived in a, in the city, a check from the sale of their father's farm sewn safely into the inner pocket of Jordy's old coat. Kaz could see himself as he was then, walking the staff with dazzled eyes, hand tucked into Geordie's so he wouldn't be swept away by the crowd. He hated the boys they'd been, two stupid pigeons waiting to be plucked, but those boys were long gone, and and only Pekka Rollins was left to punish. End quote. So we've got a little bit of a snippet into Geordie is his brother. brother, And Pekka Rollins has something to do with his death. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jordy is his older yes, brother. By four so, years. Girl. Oh, I don't want to. I'm just going to say crying. Okay. Don't Shut up, Eric. Anything. Zip up your mouth. So back into our notes. Kaz goes looking for someone else to recruit to his missions because he's got this mission. He strolls by the pleasure houses, passes the famous menagerie where a procure. Procre- I can't say this name, this word, procurer, procurer. Yes. Is that right? A uh-huh. procurer. Okay. How many times can I say that? Procurer <laughs> named Tanta Haline, um runs the joint. Kaz passes by and goes to the white house, to the house. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. My notes. I almost said the white house <laughs> just because it's in capital. No, goes to the house of the white rose. He is told that Nina is with someone. So obviously Nina's uh-huh. getting a little busy with someone. Uh-huh. This is a little bit in the this isn't in the past. Nope. No, this is not in the past. This is the first time we're gonna get anything about Nina. Cass sneaks around and finds Nina's room. He does go in because the client because of the client, but waits for her. So at this moment, we kind of get a description of Nina that I think is beautifully written, and I wanted to read it. So here's the quote. Nina Zenick stood behind him, swathed in the red silk kefta that advertised her status as a Grisha heart renderer, one palm pressed to her forehead, the other to the back of his neck. She was tall and built like the figurehead of a ship carved by a generous hand. Real quickly, another quote before we discuss it. Nina just liked to flirt with everyone. He'd once seen her make eyes at a pair of shoes she fancied in a 
shop window. Okay. <laughs> so, um, real quickly, we're going to touch on the flirting first. I know I flirt with my eyes um, like she does because I flirt with my eyes at shoes and happy planner stickers <laughs> all the time. So that's my connection. Second, we're going to go back to that other quote. I love the way they describe her because they do it beautifully. Nina Zenik is not your runway model that is starving and only eating celery for breakfast. She is a beautiful, thick-bodied, beautiful woman. Am I right? Am no, I saying anything wrong? Okay, because I don't want to offend anybody. I just, everybody gets offended these days. My God, my God, you fart wrong. Everybody's offended. Um, I think this is a beautiful way to describe Nina. And it just, my heart goes out to her because she's just, she's so gorgeous. She is so beautiful. And I just love the way that she's described here just because it's perfect. She is, she's beautiful and she's built and Women that are built are beautiful, and this woman is beautiful. She is the first female character that I've identified with, like, just the way that she is, like, the way that she talks and uh, doesn't take crap. Like, yeah, as we see later on. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I liked the introduction of this character. Yeah, I love it. Well, it's just... And it's beautiful. It's it's beautifully written. I love the way they described. I love the way Lee described her. So, um, anyways, the gentleman um, being entertained leaves, and Kaz joins her finally. Nina tells him um, that she has another client coming very soon, so she needs to. He needs to hurry. Okay, she's got to get her shit done. She's got another client, which is going to lead us into our next scene so we can get everything juicy because that's the important part to keep y'all <laughs> entertained. You need the juiciness. So in this one, I'm going to be playing Nina. I'm kidding. <laughs> you totally I'm not going to play Nina. Um, I know I can. One day I will. Um, but I am going to play Kaz and Terry is going to play Nina. So um, I'm good. tell me when you're ready, baby. Yes. Okay, as in you're ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. So scene one, curtain up. Your client will wait. What do you know about Jirda Parem? Nina shrugged. There are rumors, but they sound like nonsense to me. With the exception of Council of Tides, the few Grisha working in Ketterdam all knew each other and exchanged information readily. Most are on the run from something eager to avoid drawing the attention of slavers or interests from the Rodkin government. They aren't just rumors. Squalors flying, tide makers turning to mist. Fabricators make gold from lead. He reached into his pocket and tossed the lump of yellow to her. It's real. Fabricators make textiles. They fuss around with metals and fabrics. They can't turn one thing into another. She held the lump to the light. You could have gotten this anywhere, she said, just as she had argued to Van Eck a few hours later, earlier. Without being invited, Kaz sat down on the plush seat and stretched out his bad leg. Jurda Parem is real, Nina, and if you're still the good little Grisha soldier I think you are, you'll want to hear what it does to people like you. She turned the lump of gold over in her hands, 
then wrapped her dressing gown more tightly around her and curled up at the end of the settee. Again, Kaz marveled at the transformation. In these rooms, she played the part her clients wanted to see, the powerful Grisha, serene in her knowledge. But sitting there with her brow furrowed and her feet tucked under her, she looked like what she truly was, a girl of 17, raised in the sheltered luxury of the little palace, far from home and barely getting by every day. Tell me, she said. Kaz talked. He held back on the specifics of Vanek's proposal, but he told her about Boyal Bayer's Jirdaparem and the addictive properties of the drug, placing particular emphasis, emphasis on the recent theft of the Ravkin military documents. If this is all true, then Boyal Bayer needs to be eliminated. That is not the job, Nina. This isn't about money, Kaz. It was always about money, but Kaz knew a different kind of pleasure was required. Pressure was required. (laughs) Nina loved her country and loved her people. She still believed in the future of Ravka and in the Second Army. The Grisha military elite she she had nearly disintegrated during the Civil War. Nina's friends back in Ravka believed she was dead, a victim of feared and witch hunters. And for now, she wanted it to stay that way. But Kaz knew she hoped to return one day. Nina, we're going to retrieve Boyu Bayer, and I need a corporalnik to do it. I want you on my crew. Wherever he's hiding out, once you find him, letting him live would be the most outrageous kind of responsibility. My answer is no. He isn't hiding out. The Fjordans have him at the ice court. Nina paused. Then he's as good as dead. The Merchant Council doesn't think so. They wouldn't be going to this trouble of or offering up this kind of reward if they thought he'd be, been neutralized. Van Eck was worried. I could see it. The merchant you spoke to? Yes. He claims that intelligence is good. If it's not, well, if it's not, well, I'll take the hint. The hit. But it's Boyu Bayer. But if Boyu Bayer is alive, someone is going to try to break him out of the ice court. Why shouldn't it be us? The ice court, Nina repeated, and Kaz knew she'd begun to put the pieces together. You don't just need a corporal, Nick, do you? No. I need someone who knows the court. It's inside and out. She leapt to her feet and began pacing, hands on hips, dressing gown flapping. You're a little skiv, you know that? How many times have I come to you begging to help Matthias, and now that you want something? Per Haskell isn't running a charity. Don't put this on the old man, she snapped. If you'd wanted to help me, you know you could have. And why would I do that? She whirled on him. Because, because... When I have done, when I have ever done something for nothing, when have I ever done something for nothing, Nina? She opened her mouth closed it again do you know how many favors i would have had to call in how many bait bribes i've had i have had to pay out to get matthias helvar out of prison the price was too high and now she managed her eyes still blazing anger now helvar's freedom is worth something it he held up a hand to cut her off worth something to me Nina pressed the fingers to her temples. Even if you could get to him, Matthias would never agree to help you. 
It's just a question of leverage, Nina. You don't know him. Don't I? He's a person like any other, driven by greed and pride and pain. You should understand that better than anyone. Helvar is driven by honor and only honor. You can't bribe or bully that. That may have been true once, Nina, but it's been a very long time. Helvar is much changed. You've seen him? Her green eyes were wide, eager. There, thought Kaz. The barrel hasn't beaten the hope out of you yet. I have. Nina took a deep, shuddering breath. He wants his revenge, Kaz. That's what he wants, not what he needs, said Kaz. Leverage is all about knowing the difference. End scene. And end of chapter five. (laughs) So we just got some really good... The reason there's just a lot of really good scenes in here that have a lot of good information intertwined in there. Um, I just think so. I mean, don't didn't you get yeah. a lot out? Did you get a lot out of that? I mean, okay, yes. I don't want to put because I don't want to put words in your mouth, but obviously, if you read this carefully, you see that there is something between there's a between Nina and matthias yes like there's something going on because yeah, you don't really know the relationship to yet like are they brother and sister are they related are they like lovers are they you know you don't know yet but, but there is definitely something yeah there's something that because she's hesitant she's absolutely hesitant but also she clearly knows him well yes there's there's a relationship that they have um, so that's what's kind of cool. One thing that I noticed, um, and I'm just saying, I'm not going to give away anything. It's just from reading it once. They f- they mentioned the Council of Tides um, in there, and I'm just going to say, highlight and that that in your head. Okay, All right. I'm not going to say anything. Just highlight what the Council of Tides is, and it'll come out later. It's not a big part, but it is something that I mean. When I read it, I was like, what the hell is that? And it's just kind of just, just a little highlight. All right. So, um, okay. Well, I'm going to turn over chapter six over into Terry's land. So you get <laughs> chapter six, girl. All right. What um, we got going on there? On chapter and- six, we follow Nina. <clears throat> Ooh, and again, like, I'm excited because I actually, I have, obviously we haven't like heard a lot from her yet, but I caught on very, very quickly that I was going to like her. Um, so we cut to Nina on a boat with Kaz and Muzzin, who is a bouncer and an enforcer like uh, Big Bolliger was. Um, they're oddly dressed in costumes. Um, Kaz and Muzzin are in orange capes with madman masks. And Nina is in a blue silk cape with a matching veil. Uh, she says it's a lost bride costume. She thinks this is like super weird. Like, why are we going to this hell on earth dress like this? And she looks around and realizes that there are other boats with a bunch of people in similar costumes heading the same way. Um, Kaz- Something's going on. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so we know Kaz is a guy a few words. Uh, so Nina doesn't know the plan and neither do we but it's kind of fun that way i think because we have no idea what's going to happen we don't know what the plan is we don't know what's happening so we're kind of figuring this out in real time along with her um let's see they follow this long line of folk up to hellgate 
which is the fortress with black towers. Once inside, Inez just pops up like, hey, girl, what you doing here? <laughs> just, just, it was kind of funny to me. Like they're going to this awful, terrible place and they're just like, oh, hey, what's up? Um, she had come earlier on a barge and she started to tell Nina that once a week people come here for fun. But Kaz like shuts it down. He says, be quiet. Uh, <laughs> in the older part of the prison, there's a crowd chanting and they're rowdy. It's like a big amphitheater. A prisoner came out and was called to spin the wheel like a carnival game. But the prize wasn't as fun. It was fighting a reptile thing <laughs> called Rinka Moten with poison dripping out of its mouth. Yeah, this is a um, your typical Sunday um, morning show of <laughs> spin the wheel. It's not like Price is Right. The, <laughs> the price is, is wrong. Point. Yes, the price is very wrong here. Um, it's not a fun game at all. The prisoner nope. puts up a little bit of a fight, and then the thing just takes him down and bites him. Mm. Kaz explains that this awesome fun show is called Hell Show, aptly named. Mm. Pekka Rollins and the council make money off of prisoners playing this game of The Price is Wrong. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. It's all about money. Uh, so here Good. is my little quote that I have in here. This is where we learn about Nina's background. We kind of get mm. like a, a little, little glimpse as to why she's in the place that she's in. Uh, when Nina had arrived in Ketterdam a year ago, she'd been friendless penniless and far from home she'd spent the first week in the kirch law courts dealing with the charges against matthias but once her testimony was complete she'd been unceremoniously dumped at first harbor with just enough money to book passage back to rafka desperate as she'd been to return to her country she'd known she couldn't leave matthias to languish in hellgate she had no idea what to do but it seemed rumors of a new grisha corporalnik in ketterdam had already circulated through the city Pekka Rollins' men had been waiting for her at the harbor with the promise of safety and a place to stay. They'd taken her to the Emerald Palace, where Pekka himself had leaned heavily on Nina to join the Dime Lions and had offered to set her up in business at the sweet shop. She had been close to saying yes, desperate for cash, and terrified of the slavers who patrolled the streets. But that night, Inez had crawled through her window on the top floor of the Emerald Palace with a proposal from Kaz Becker in hand. End quote. So... We see that um, Matthias, I guess, had been in trouble for something. And um, when this goes back to where Kaz says he needs somebody that knows the courts. So obviously she spent time in the courts with Matthias. And she didn't go back to Ravka. She stayed uh, because she didn't want to leave Matthias completely behind. So that's another little fun insight into that. And that Inej had come and said hey Cass wants you to work for him yeah um so back to the fighting <laughs> <laughs> we start yes. to see more of the relationship between Kaz and Nina it's kind of it kind of reminds me like brother and sister she's obviously not scared of him in any way <laughs> he says we aren't here for the ambiance and she says are you aware that I could waggle my fingers and make you wet your trousers <laughs> <laughs> so they've got this. Gotta fun. love that Grisha power. <laughs> so they've got this fun back and forth. I think, 
I think they're kind of like brother and sister and she's not really scared of him because she's got the powers that she has. But it's kind of fun to see that these two powerful people can go back and forth like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matthias makes his grand entrance. We see him for the first time. He comes into the arena and Nina talks about um, how he looks and his appearance. So I have one more quote. Um, Because it's just easier to explain that. Nina remembered the first time she'd seen Matthias in a moonlit Kalish wood. His beauty had seemed unfair to her. In another life, she might have believed he was coming to rescue her. A shining savior with golden hair and eyes, the pale blue of northern glaciers. But she'd known the truth of him by the language he spoke and by the disgust on his face every time his eyes lighted on her. Matthias Helvar was a Druskele from the Fjordan witch hunters tasked with hunting down Grisha to face trial and execution, though to her, he'd always seemed a warrior saint illuminated in gold. Now he looked like what he truly was, a killer. His bare torso seemed hewn from steel, and though she knew it wasn't possible, he seemed bigger as if the very structure of his body had changed. His skin had been gilded honey. Now it was fish belly white beneath the grime. And his hair, he'd had such beautiful hair, thick and gold, and worn long in the way of the Fjordan soldiers. Now, like the other prisoners, his head had been shaved, probably to prevent lice. Whichever guard had done it had made a mess of the job. Even from the distance, she could see the cuts and nicks on his scalp, the little strips of blonde stubble in places the razor had missed. And yet, he was beautiful still. End quote. So... We know that Matthias was a Druskele. Druskel. Well, Druskela. Yeah, you got it. Which You said it right. Yeah, sorry. Which is a Fjordan witch hunter that hunts Grisha. Mm-hmm. She is a Grisha. Mm-hmm. So Problem. There's, um, so I'm suddenly getting like a um, Romeo and Juliet vibe here going on. Star-crossed lovers. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because of that quote that you just read, I mean, she describes him as beautiful. And I mean, there's just, it's not a brother and sister vibe. It is a, it's a love vibe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We get, we get a lot from like those two paragraphs. We get his background and we also get how she feels about him. Um, And we get that, holy crap, he was tasked to kill Grisha and she's a Grisha. So how did that, so here's the question for you non-readers, which we will learn, but I mean, how did they meet? Yeah. How did that happen? I'm thinking, again, <laughs> I'm thinking it's a Snow White situation, and that's all I'm going to say. Mm. Well, no, what do you mean, a Snow White situation? You know, the, mean? the, um, the huntsman goes to kill... Oh, you think that he's supposed to go kill her? Yeah. And he can't because he's in love with her. He like meets her and goes, oh my God. And they fall in love. That's my, I'm I'm just going to put the pin in that one. Yeah, girl, you're, see, that's what's great about this. Talk about all of those things because that's what makes it interesting. Whatever your thoughts are, especially like, I mean, about what you think is going on. There might be other readers out there that are thinking the same thing and they will all get the answer together. Yeah, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Never hold back on that. Yes. Cool idea. Cool <laughs> idea. 
Let's see. Okay. So Matthias comes to play the terrible, awful game, spins the wheel, and he lands on wolves. Mm. Three wolves come flying out at him. He stabs the first one in the belly. He breaks the jaw of the second one. Like he literally like opens the mouth so wide that it breaks the freaking thing's mouth and then crushes its skull to kill it. He strangles the third one with his chains that he had on earlier. And Nina is just sitting there like, you don't know how hard this is for him. Yeah. Because he was a Driskela, wolves are sacred to his kind. Mm -hmm. So here he is having to kill three of them. Yeah. He did get a couple of bites and a broken rib from the fight. And she noticed that he was crying as they announced his victory and hold him off. Yeah. So that was a bit emotional and a lot going on there. Yeah. Um. So they, they're standing around and watching things. And Kaz finally looks at Nina and like says, you ready? Let's go. Looks at the guard, says the guard first. She says, how down, which is barrel speak for how badly do you want to hurt him? And he says, shut I. For knock him out, but don't actually hurt him. Mm. So to, to distract the guard, because they've got this brother-sister relationship going on, Kaz can't just make it easy and ask him, like, hey, what time is it? He goes, hey, what about your mama? And gets the guard all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> so Nina has to get him down before he attacks Kaz. Uh, Kaz takes his cloak off to reveal that he's wearing a prison guard uniform under it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So he had this whole plan. We just didn't know it. Yeah. They get to the cell that Matthias is being held in. And Kaz picks the lock, of course, in like 0.5 seconds. Nina runs in to heal Matthias. But Kaz is like, nope, stop. Points to Muzzin and says, nope, you're working on Muzzin. Hmm. She turns to him in like super confusion. And just then he takes off his costume to reveal that he's wearing a prisoner's uniform and a shaved head. Hmm. So it starts to become clear what the plan is. Yeah. She is to reproduce Matthias's injuries on Mazin and to re- to make it look like he's contracted firepox so that they'll quarantine him instead of like, you know, being in the cell or playing the horrible carnival game. Yeah. Um Nina she keeps going back and forth and Kaz is like, "We just freaking do it." <laughs> she, she's like, I can't make it last a month. But of course, Kaz being who he is, he's got people on the inside. And it's cool. They'll just make him look sick enough. And so she um, breaks his ribs and puts bruises all over him and puts the blisters all over him. And then runs over to Matthias because she needs to get him up so that he can run off and escape. And it's just like, you know, kind of a tender moment where she finally gets to him. And she's like, baby, wake up hello wake up and he looks at her and he says her name and you're like oh my goodness they're gonna kiss and nope <laughs> he tackles her to the ground puts his hands around her throat the end <laughs> Ba-dum, boom. yeah what an ending so right <laughs> yeah so this romeo and juliet didn't really sound to romeo and juliet right now it it wasn't a great um reunion no it wasn't um but i will tell you it gets so interesting so i'm sure it does yeah and um it is really sad um about the wolf thing Druskel are so like wolves are a huge part of them so he's a fjordan Druskel are part of the 
are Fjordans. Um, so they live in the cold. And um, did they kind of describe that he, I guess they didn't really describe that he's sexy right now. Did, did, did you get a vibe that he was kind of sexy to you? I got it from the quote that I read. Okay. Um, but yeah, she talked a couple times about how he looked, his gorgeous blue eyes. Okay, so this is where I came up with Feared and Mary Kill. Because I think Matthias is extremely sexy, but also um, bad because like he isn't he wants to kill Grisha, like he's like this bad like person, but he's absolutely be- beautiful. So like to me, sex and feared and that's why I, that's why I came with feared and Mary Kill because I was <laughs> well, like, well, it also starts with an F. <laughs> well, it starts with F, but like it made so much sense to me. I was like feared and Mary and you Kill. Like- you have a thing for blonde hair and blue eyes. Long blonde hair and blue eyes. We need to get Christopher a wig. Yeah. When I was a teenager, it's so funny. All I was I was obsessed with Daniel Johns from Silverchair and anybody that held long blonde hair. Um but I was I but that was the nineties. So lots of grunge kids had Oh yeah, long hair. But I love the long blonde, like Kurt Cobain hair. Kurt Cobain, I was about to say. Yeah, Silverchair is my favorite though. Daniel Johns, I uh-huh. would like. And so surprising, my parents didn't realize I was gay because my entire closet was covered <laughs> in pictures of Daniel Johns, not his band. I mean, I'd have pictures of his band, but it was Daniel Johns, long blonde. But, like I still to this day love him, and I finally, finally in my entire life. Got to see him in concert in Minneapolis the year before they broke up in this itty bitty, because he was really big in Australia, but in this itty bitty little like um, performance hall where I was probably 25 feet away from him. He's He took off his shirt and threw his fedora out of the audience, Uh-oh. and I about wet my pants. I flooded my I'm basement, sure girl. You did. I know you flooded your basement. I mean, people had to like put like, I mean, they really had to start mopping up around me and put those like no spill signs. They were like, next time wear an adult diaper. Yeah, please do not walk around this man. Um, You will slip and fall. And I was just all up in my business. This is a biohazard. It is. So that was great. So that was our chapters for this week, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go on into Grisha cast news, which there is not a lot, but mm-hmm. um, I do want to, I do think something was really cool. Um, so Lee Bardugo um, tweeted something and it says creators for comics is raising money for comic book shops and indie bookstores. Win a 30 minute Skype chat with me. Plus get your name in King of Scars to live forever in the Grisha verse. Bid by replying to this tweet. Auction ends April 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm just going to say I thought that was amazing because how cool would it be um, to like be in a King of Scars 2? It also says, she, she said, also, I reserve the right to slightly Grishify your name so that it fits the text. And then she had a winner. Um, it was Cindy Kilborn, and it was $2,100 that Aww. she bid. I um, I looked because I wanted to bid, but I my bid got beat quickly. I like was $25. <laughs> so Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so I couldn't get in the Grishavai. But one day, that would be amazing. So It really would. So let's do our 
Um, listener thank yous. I will um, real quickly do Twitter because there's one and then you can do Instagram. So Twitter, I would like to thank Elena Blood and Bone. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our podcast. We love you long, long time, girl. Seriously, it's amazing. We love that people like tweet at us or just shout us out. It means a lot. It means like thank you so much. It just thank you for taking the time. It means a lot. So um, bless you, Elena. Love you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. So what's on Instagram, girl? So on Instagram, we have a couple of repeats, but that makes my heart happy. Yes. We have Spur to the Fur. Okay. And we have Aishahad98. Yes. I love, love, love that we're continuing this dialogue with people. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy to continue to do that with our fans. Aishahad, I want to um, say your artwork is gorgeous. So go, girl. Like, seriously, it is beautiful. So keep on doing your artwork. That is so important for anybody, especially during this quarantine. Get out that art journal. Do your art. Do what makes you feel good. Make You are an artist and keep going. So I just want to say if listening to us somehow inspires you, I don't know how, go for it. But that is amazing. (laughs) I Absolutely. And if you ever draw anything... Um, that you want us to share, we would be glad to share it. Oh my God, yeah, we would retweet it, Instagram it. So I mean, you just got to share it with us. We would love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we also want to thank, this is kind of, it's been sitting since March 14th, um, but it was on Twitter and it was Kat Mika Russia Volkra. Um, She tweeted us out and I just wanted to go back. I know we were on a break for a little while. Yeah. uh, But I I really just wanted to say thank you so much. And I absolutely love that you called it that you or said you were going through the great Grisha binge. I love that. And I'm going to steal that phrase. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sometimes we get a little behind, but I'm glad that we were able to catch it. And thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank a person from Instagram Bridget Jade 22 girl, you rock, you rock, you rock. I am so proud of you. Love you. Um, and you keep listening. And I so glad that you're into this Grisha verse and I hope you're enjoying all of it as much as we are. Um, I just like, thank, I, I love all of our listeners. Thank you so much. It, it means a lot because one, Terry and I enjoy doing this because we enjoy doing things together. <laughs> Uh Um, that is like our favorite thing in life. Um, just to like talk and I mean, we really could sit here and talk about anything, but we realize we have to cover (laughs) the Grisha verse. As you've noticed, we go on lots of tangents, um, (laughs) but that's part of us. So I hope you enjoy that because we have to like, that's us, but we love you. Um, we will come up with some fear to Mary kills here soon. We've, really just been trying to think about what we've got to do for Lee. Um, I am getting nervous about it, girl, just because it's <laughs> happening soon, to oh, be honest. Yeah. I am so excited. Yeah. So if you have any... I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to bring that to our listeners. I know. It's going to be awesome. So just a heads up, next week is going to sound like crazy, but for the first time in Lee Bardugo writing history, she has really made some short chapters so we are going to be reading chapters 7 through 13 
do not shit your pants right now. That's a lot of <laughs> chapters, but they're very short. It's just there's a lot of action going on. And the way that she's written this, obviously, is through different perspectives. So she wants to see the perspective of the same situation, somebody else's eyes. So 7 through 13, we got it. It's easy. It's only a total of 60 pages. So um, it's kind of one of those perfect times to be able to, you know, Read a little bit, sit it down. Read a little bit, sit it down. It's not like you've got long chapters to read. So um, it's just a perfect time to do that. Um, Terry, do you got anything else right now? Besides rate us on Apple Podcast? Absolutely. Please make sure that you reach out to us on our socials. We will shout you out. Yes. If you have any artwork or any fun things you want to share, remember to send us questions, info at greasycast.com. Yes. And I hope that you are safe and you have everything that you need. Yes. And even though it seems like things are opening up in some places, please be safe. I'm horrified because I think things might be opening up a little too quickly, but that's fine. I've just ordered my hazmat suit and my bubble that I will be living in for the next couple of weeks. So um, I will literally be in a plastic bubble, um, but that's okay. You got to live somehow. You do what you got to do. We do. So um, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I hope you've enjoyed the fact that we don't have any technical difficulties this time. So no, that's we don't. Great. Once we'll get back into that studio. But last thing to say, questions, questions, questions for Lee, anything. You're running out of time, like really, really, really running out of time. So if you have any Send them to info at grishacast.com. Okay, well, I love you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Stay safe. Yeah, so peace out, y'all. Okay, well, <laughs> bye. Bye. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at grishacast.com. Send an email to info at grishacast.com. Follow us on Instagram at grishacast.com. Twitter at Grisha Podcast and Facebook at Grisha Cast.